Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Pastor Mark, I earned it. Who gave you the ability to earn it? God. Well, I have a college degree and I'm a manager. Who opened the door for you to become a manager? God. So the Bible says in Deuteronomy, it's God who gives us the ability to get wealth. So unless you can understand this is God's and all the rest, you'll never understand the principle of giving. Everywhere around us, the concept of the self-made man or woman is extolled. Stories of how someone pulled themselves up by their bootstraps abound. As a follower of Jesus, however, your instruction manual, the Bible, tells a different tale. It says that everything on earth, including the people, belong to God, and it's He who gives you what you have. Pastor Mark will be emphasizing God's ownership of your talents and resources. You need to be aware of what God wants you to do with them, and you need to learn to be willing to share everything you have to advance God's kingdom. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 as he continues his message, Learning to Trust God, Our Provider. Luke, go down to chapter 6 and look at verse 38. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation again. Now again, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about ourselves, our time, our gifts, our ability, everything that we are. Look what Jesus says. Give and you will what? Tell me. You will what? You will receive, all right? Give and you will receive. Let's put the negative on it. Don't give and what? You won't receive. But what do people expect? Well, I'm not going to give anything, but I'm going to be blessed. Well, that's foolishness. You know who expects that? Takers. Not givers, takers. Remember, we're either a giver or a taker. We're actually a mixture of both. But my sinful nature is a taker. I'll take everything. I don't want to give back to you. But Jesus starts it off with the same principle. Give... Give, and you will receive. Then he says this, your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over, poured into your lap. Now I want you to underline this next sentence in your Bibles. Underline it. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. See, now that's a little harder for us. Pastor Mark, planting two seeds and expecting 20 radishes is stupid. I understand that. But what does this mean? The amount you give 
is going to be in relationship to the amount you give back. So if you give generously of your time and your money and your gifts and whatever to God, what will you get back? What's it say? That will determine that huge amount that I'll get back. So how I give attitude and what I give determines what comes back to me. That's the law of giving, the principle of giving. Now, it's a principle that God established, not man. Now, there's a law of gravity. God established it. If I let go of this, is it going up or down? There it is. It's going down. And so, when we come to the spiritual aspect, this is the same law. Give, and it will be given to you. We go like, well, what's behind that? There's a motive coming here. What's this guy going to talk about today? Is he going to try to get in my wallet? Relax. You've been coming to this church long enough. We never do that jazz. But see, if you never, if you never learn the principle of being generous with God and with others and people and sharing, you will always live caged, only caring about filling your cup of seed. Miserable. Never enjoying really life. So listen to the principles. Now, Jesus spoke about money most of anything he spoke about. Why did he do that? Because he knew the power of money. In fact, one time Jesus said this, you can't serve God in money. You need to pick one or the other. Can't do it. This little first section is about money. Then the rest of it is going to be at our gifts and our time and myself. So just hold on. Number one, let me give you four little keys. Here it is. First thing, God owns everything. This is a principle of the Bible. How do I know it's a principle? Psalm 24, 1 says this. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So everything we are and everything we have is simply a gift from God. Now let me show you kind of how that works. I'm going to ask you to interrupt yourself with your notes and everything for a moment. Here's what I want you to do. Men, I want you to get into your wallet. Ladies, into your purse. And I want you to pull out a dollar bill. Go ahead. Just start doing it all over. If you don't have one, ask your neighbor for a dollar bill. If they don't have a dollar, ask him if they've got a 20, and then you just take that. <laughs> Come on. I want to see everybody get in there. Get, get your dollar bill out. In a moment, I'm going to ask all of you that have the 20s, I'm going to take another offering. <laughs> no, I'm not. All right. Now, I've got mine here. Everybody, who's on the face of that? George Washington. Does George Washington own this? Do you own this? No, you don't. Whose dollar is this? Well, there was four of you that got it right. That's bad out of about 8,000 that are watching right now. I'm serious. What was the first principle you wrote down in your notes? God what? He owns Everything. So whose is this? Let me just say this. I've been a Christian 63 years. I know I don't look like it. This shade does good for me. See? 
If you don't get this principle, this simple principle today, this is where you will live your whole life. If you think that's yours, you'll never get life. Pastor Mark, I earned it. Who gave you the ability to earn it? God. Well, I have a college degree and I'm a manager. Who opened the door for you to become a manager? God. So the Bible says, in Deuteronomy, during that time this morning, it's God who gives us the ability to get wealth. So unless you can understand, this is God's. And all the rest, you'll never understand the principle of giving. Now, it's not just about money. In fact, it's so far from that, you're going to see. So the first principle today is, everything I have, including including my money, is God's. Now, what do I mean by everything? Here it is. This will relax some of you that think we're going to take an offering now and whatever. Just relax. One of our five C's... Calvary Chapel came up with five C's. Here's one of the five C's. Contribute. Contribute your time, your passion. Remember, God loves a cheerful giver of yourself. Your talents and your possessions. Every single Christian has time. Every single person has been created with a zeal to give, to passionately love God and to serve God. We have talents. Romans chapter 12 says all of us have been giving different gifts. We operate as a body, function as a body. And of course, we all have stuff. God loves to give us stuff. So when God talks about everything, he simply means everything. God owns everything that you have. All of those things in your life, the talents, my abilities, your abilities, all of those, my time. My time is in God's hands. Now, number two, write this next principle down. We are not owners, but managers of God's resources. So since that money is God, since my talent is God's, I'm not the owner of that. It was a gift given to me. Romans chapter 12, every gift that you have, I mean, every ability you have was a gift from God. You didn't deserve it. You didn't pick it. So I'm going to manage God's resources. How does that look like? Well, God is the one that given us that ability to have these things. And so he says to you, I'm putting you on earth. I want you to manage these resources. Now, look at me. This is very important. Why did he give us these resources? Why are we here on this earth? One reason to try to get the world to understand that there's one true God and Jesus Christ is the way to that God. There are like 250,000, I forget the number, people that die today. They will spend eternity in one of two places. We need to get the message out that Jesus Christ is the way to God. So our whole life of raising kids and having a job and education and boating and having a summer and going on cruises and all that, that's cool. God loves to give us all those things. But in the end, the purpose is for us to make God look good by telling the world. So all of these things that were given, our time, our money, our gifts, this church, it's not about the campus. It's not about the church. It's all about God. And we're trying to get people to see God's a good God. Serve him. Now, because I'm a manager, you already know what's coming, the third point. Whenever I manage something, there's going to be an accountability coming of managing it. How I did it. If not, you're fired. They change managers. So here's number three. We will be held accountable for how we managed God's resources. Every single one of us is going to be held accountable 
Romans 14, 12. You can write it down, look it up later. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. So I have time. I have giftings. I have abilities to serve in certain areas. I have money. I have possessions. And I'm going to be held accountable for that. So let me just take a moment quickly, and then I'll go on to the others. Let me just talk about the financial resources that we have and how that looks. In the Bible, giving is basically generated into three types of giving. Let me explain it to you. Since God owns all of our money, all he asks for us to do is to start with 10% off the top to God. In other words, we're just saying to God, I'm putting you first in my life. Here's a dollar. Well, here's a dime off of it. I learned that when I was a little kid. 10% of my mowing lawns went to God off the top. Now, God doesn't need your money. He's not interested in your money. He's looking for your gratitude and your priority and your faith by putting him first. And I can guarantee you this on my life. Your 90% will go farther than your 100%. Ever. Pastor Mark, that doesn't make sense. I didn't say it made sense. I'm just telling you it's truth. When you put God first, he's able to meet all your other needs. Then the second thing that happens, by the way, where does tithe come? It comes into the church. It comes here. Malachi says, where you're fed spiritually is where you give the 10%. People wonder sometimes, how do we have air conditioning? How do we have lights? Because you give. That's the way God designed it. I mean, God could just open the heaven and go, cold wind right in here. It'd be cool. He could even drop a seat down or two, whatever. But he decided to use you to give, to support, so we can teach you how to give and how to change the world. So God does that. So it's not something weird. It comes here. The 10% comes here so we can manage it. And we manage it very well. I managed pharmacy for 25 years. Millions of dollars. I don't do much of that anymore here because we have a whole finance committee, separate guys that just volunteer their work. We have a whole department that handles the money. We have auditors that come in every year and do this huge audit twice a year to make sure everything's squeaky clean here. No pastor touches any money here. No pastor decides their own salary. Any of that stuff. Now, why are we squeaky clean with God's money? I just gave you the answer. It's God's money. It's not our money. It's not your money. Once in a while, somebody will email me. Pastor Mark, I'm kind of mad at you, so I'm not giving to the church for the next two weeks. That's cool. No, you laugh. I get these emails. Now, who are they really not giving to? Hello. You're not giving to me. You're giving to God. So if you don't give to God, guess what happens? What's the law? Don't give and you won't receive. Hello. Who are you hurting? Raise your hand. No, no, you don't raise your hand. Do you understand? We're crazy, aren't we? Now, second, offerings. What's that mean? Well, when we had the storm in Haiti, we asked you to be generous. We didn't assign anybody, just give money. And we'll provide the needs in Haiti. And so we sent all kind of stuff and filled airplanes with stuff and do all that kind of stuff. We have a plumpy dough, a little peanut butter supplement that we have a lot, about 150 kids on in Managua. And they're growing in Honduras and different parts, Guatemala. And the kids are getting healthy on that. How does that get there? You guys. So those are offerings. We do that for things outside the normal running of the church. And third, alms. You know, one day Jesus said this, you'll always have the poor with you. We do have the poor. 
So we have street ministries, food kitchens, we pay, we're involved in Goodwill and all these different places, Salvation Army, His Place. We give money, you give money, and it goes there. And of course, offerings and alms is really your kind of deal to do whatever you like with as God speaks to you. The first comes to the church. So that's just simply how things work so you'll understand. And when you give, remember, God wants you to give with a cheerful heart, should be voluntary, should be regular, should be generous. And when I do that, it allows principle number four, step number four, to fall in place. Look what it is. So God says... Be a generous giver and watch me give back to you. God wants to be generous with you and me. So he said, just do that. Now, again, it's not just our finances. It's all of us. Now, look at Romans chapter 12. Paul says this, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies... Body, soul, spirit, all of you, everything you are, everything you have, all your giftings as a living sacrifice. God doesn't want part of us. He wants all of us. Holy and pleasing to God, this is your spiritual act of worship. Give, offer. He doesn't take it. Offer willingly, joyfully, all of you. Now, we just received the offering a few moments ago. Remember the little bag that came down? You handed it to each other? Okay, that bag. My wife made a bag about this big, about 15, 20 years ago. Put handles on it. And I was teaching on this principle way back then. You know what I did with the bag? I got right in the middle of the bag. <laughs> That's exactly what God wants. He wants all of you. He's not interested in half of you. Now, when I get in, I did something different. After I get in, I put my wallet out here. And I said, is there something wrong with this picture? Well, let me ask you, 15 years later, is there something wrong with this picture? I'm in the offering bag. He's got all of me. What doesn't he have? His money. You can't give all of yourself and... Don't realize that's his money. You put your talent out there, whatever else, your time. Well, God, I'll give you my money and I'll give you all of me, but you're not having my time. I got to have my own time. That doesn't work. Now, here's what we discover in the world. Lots of people want to do this. Here's the offering bag. Put one foot in and one foot out. You'll never serve God that way. You remember what Jesus said? You can't serve God in mammon or money. He can't do it. It won't work. So you're either all in or you're not in. And if you're not giving generously because you want to, then you're giving wrong. Let me just say this kindly to you, and then I'll move on. You won't hear this in a lot of churches, but it's important you hear it. Number one, and I don't mean this in an angry way, God doesn't need your money. Let me say this. We don't need your money because this isn't my church. This is God's church. So you'll never hear me bombarding you to give. You'll never hear me pressuring you to give. But I would be doing a disservice to God if you don't understand the principles of giving. Because the only one that suffers is you. And I will be held accountable. We have lots of pastors now that won't ever teach on giving. Well, the people are going to say you're after my money and all that stuff. I'm not after your money. 
This church isn't after your money. God isn't after your money. We don't care about your money. But I do care about you. If you don't understand the principle of giving, and it's not just in giving. If you don't understand the principle, you will be caged. You will be absolutely a prisoner of the world system. So understand. Let me show you how little the United States world system understands giving. Ties. 10% off the top. Do you know what the figure hasn't changed for so many? You know what the, basically the figure of Christians in the United States who tithe, you know what percentage it is? It's always under 5%. I have no idea what it is in this church. That means in the United States, basically 95% of Christians do not tithe. Now, who suffers? They do, and what? The kingdom of God suffers. Look at all we could do. By the way, remember over the last 18 months, we built a building for the kids. Four and a half million dollar building. We needed a million and a half. Did we bombard you for it? Did we pressure you for it? Did we twist your arm for it? Did we come to your home and ask you to sign a paper for it? No, we asked you to pray and give. And in April, we moved in debt free because you responded to God. Hallelujah! You say, Pastor Mark, you're doing that to motivate people. No, I'm doing that to praise God. I'm not interested in motivating you. You have to be giving from the heart. If you can't give cheerfully, let me just tell you a little secret. If you can't serve cheerfully to God, don't serve. He's not interested. Can you imagine having a first impression person out parking cars? Because they feel they have to. I'm going to be judged, Pastor Mark. Pull in here. Pull right here. Pull right here. Pull right here. Whoa. I wouldn't have anybody to talk to. God isn't interested in that. And you know you wouldn't want to be there. Guest relations, that's another term totally unto itself. Now let me ask you a question. What's the best way to be generous with our time? What's the best way to be generous with our time? So let me ask you this morning. We'll seal a moment. We'll just take time. Seal it simply means this. Stop and think about it. I won't take long, but I want you to focus right there. Are you a generous giver? It's not to answer to anybody else, not to turn to anybody else. It's Pastor Mark, I'm only a teenager. You know, I make tips. Are you a generous giver? Pastor Mark, I'm retired. Are you a generous, willing Joyful giver of your time, of your talents, of your money, of your abilities. If you never get the principle, this is where you live. A prisoner of stuff and of selfishness for life. That is not the way God designed birds. And that is not the way he's designed you. And me. Today, Pastor Mark taught more about your being a caretaker of the resources God has given to you rather than being an owner of the things you thought you created for yourself. He spoke about the attitude God's expecting you to have when you're giving and how God promises to give back to you in abundance and in ways that you can't comprehend. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will wrap up the teaching, Learning to Trust God, Our Provider. This will also bring our series, Contagious Outrageous Joy, to a close. You'll learn how much better God knows your actual needs than you do and how He's waiting to meet those needs. The problem is that you need to have the right attitude, which you'll learn more about. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Let us hear your lessons.